Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and welcome to the Inside Connection. I'm here with Christina, my co-host. Welcome to the show, Christina. We've been off for a week. I know. I'm happy to be back. We're back in the hot seat tonight, so that's exciting. We're jumping back in for the last of the year. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's the the last few shows of this year. We're going to be putting them on. Next week, we have a guest coming on the show, and um, we're going to be talking about Sagittarius a little bit more. It's part of our show tonight, Um, but we're going to have like a two-part Sagittarius conversation, and next week, we'll be focusing a little bit more on health and athletics and balance and inner balance and the way in which uh, core strength and things like that contribute to our well-being. And so we'll be looking forward to that show. And for tonight, we're going to be talking about Mercury going into Sagittarius, where we had done definitely a couple of shows on Mercury and Scorpio because we had that big retrograde with Mercury mm. and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Right. During right. the, yeah. And it was October long. and Right. So yeah, the, exactly. So long. Like, yes. So we finally have Mercury going into a different sign. Now we're, we're in the sign of more, more of the idea of justice. I think Libra is also connected to justice, but Sagittarius is all about truth and what we've uncovered, what we uncovered in Scorpio, because Scorpio digs, Scorpio finds the truth. And then Sagittarius is able to express it, put it into words, uh, be able to create an active guiding principle of philosophy. So our philosophy comes from the truth that we've discovered as we've dug deep into the Scorpionic realm since September and October. We still even have Venus in Scorpio, which is um, still kind of heavy for us, but that's okay. We're still digging for the truth and maybe we're digging for a little bit of truth in love, truth in relationships, but Mm -hmm. having the sun in Sag and having Mercury in Sag right now is bringing us to that higher level of consciousness, a little bit more optimism as we were talking about. Yeah, I know. I I like that about, um, I was thinking about, you know, Sagittarius as it's not the last sign of the Zodiac, but it's the last sign of, um, of our year. So it's interesting because it is such a uh, broader perspective sign. So um, I was just imagining, you know, Sagittarius, one of the things that's associated with Sagittarius is travel and learning about different um, cultures and um, belief systems and being able to um, find the truth in that for all of humanity. But if we knock that down to just ourselves taking a broader look at our lives during this past year, the COVID year, year 2020 for um, us as individuals, and then trying to find the truth, trying to find the optimism in that, I think is really important. Um, I wanted to well, say what? too, you know, yeah, I mean, the I think that one of the higher truths of this year is, is that we made it, that we did it, that we, we were able to <laughs> hunker down. I mean, for the most part, obviously, we had some dissenters, but for the most part, we have survived um, an epidemic, and we should be optimistic about that, I think. Yeah. I mean, we've certainly taken a lot of casualties in, yes. in the war in the war with the coronavirus, right. which is sad and unfortunate, and 
you know, when you look at the fact that we still don't have any govern, governmental guidance or, or recommendations, and the CDC said like another 180,000 people are going to die because we're really not doing enough of the out, basic out. wear a mask and be socially distant. It's not a political thing, right? So right. we don't have to get into that, but th- that's, a, that's a truth. That's a truth that's clearly yes. emerging now while we're in this, what's the last sign of autumn? Sagittarius is the, uh, the last sign of autumn, and it closes it out. And Capricorn is the first sign of winter. And so we're ending a season now of something that began in the spring. Mm-hmm. And now we're wrapping up the autumn, and we're about to go into what could basically be one of the worst winters that anybody who's alive on mem- in memory can can even imagine. So it's potentially going to be a very dark winter for people because we're not going to get any governmental guidance or assistance until February 1st, when the winter is going to be almost over. So as seasons go, you know, they're, they're actually really short. They're only three months long, but mm. enormous impacts and change can happen in one season. And so mm. we see what's happened in uh, the fall, the truth of lots of different things. The truth of the electorate, you know, that's very obvious too. And the justice system is holding strong um, against nefarious people who would try to um, question and overturn a system that's the premier uh, voting system in the world is what the United States has. And that's what we're actually seeing. And we're also seeing a lot of people of truth who are standing up for that, for that broader truth that the, the United States is a democracy and mm-hmm. that that principle, that philosophy is what guides us. And I think that that's really important. So Mercury and Sagittarius will only add to that. It will only add to the new levels of truthful thinking, right? Mercury rules the mind and so since Sag is connected to philosophical truth it's truthful thinking and the way in which we build philosophies that's why Sagittarius rules law law the Mm. whole legal profession is wrapped up in Sagittarius so um, the search for um, social philosophical truths through Mm -hmm. you know common common understanding of what all people want and need. And so Mercury and Sag is definitely, I saw, you know, Mercury and Sag, right? It went into Sag and now there's a, there's a much louder calling for a stimulus package. So the Mm -hmm. pressure on their pressure on the Republican Senate who have been, you know, so lax in taking care of the American people that pressure is going to build and Venus will go into Sag too in the next few weeks. And that will add to it as well. Yeah, it's true action. That's what I was thinking too. It's now, you know, Sag is our, our fire sign. So we have, exactly. We get some um, fire up our butts or certain people do at least. So it's, (laughs) so yeah, let's, let's um, get going. I mean, just so important this this truth that's coming out i think too it's interesting the law that you bring up i know that courts have been closed as well a lot of courts so it'll be interesting to see if right if they'll start opening up again you know we have just a 
really great need for um, for truth and for justice and for, you know, the universal law to continue on. So uh, it'll be interesting to see that. I'm curious. Um, I also think, too, maybe like, you know, some real candor from news outlets. I think that's another thing. Sometimes Sagittarius can be blunt, be, be very candid. Um, so we might see that as well or, yeah. from, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, just the justice system in and the formation of the new government and and justice. And as we get closer to the inauguration day, um, Christina and I are going to be doing a show on the chart of the new um, administration. So um, because the Constitution puts inauguration day always in Aquarius, all new entering administrations and the beginning of each new administration is an Aquarian uh, an Aquarian administration. So they all yeah. have Aquarian energy. And that was something that, you know, they may or may not have thought about at the time that they, that they laid down those rules. But when we get closer to the inauguration, you and I will do a show on the chart of the inauguration cast at noon in Washington, DC, which is when Biden says, um, I accept and, and, you know, do you uphold the Constitution and all that? And he says, I do, and makes a commitment. And then that's what it is at noon, because it says that in the Constitution, the time mm. of day is actually listed there. So it must be done. And George Washington was sworn in at noon. Um, it wasn't on January 20th, because that day changed in the 1800s. But um, but it still was always, has always been done at noon on the day. So the sun is... Wow. Sun is always at the midheaven, and um, that's that's sort of an exciting chart to look at. Oh my gosh, brilliant! Oh, I'm excited for this. That'll be good. Yeah. It just it feels you know it's going to be progressive. I mean, we have learned just so much about ourselves and and our government and how our day to day lives work. How you know these different institutions work under this pressure of covid we've really been grinding away trying to find the diamond of truth here so uh we're getting closer for sure um i think the i hope the diamond of truth i love it yeah, yeah. shine on you crazy diamond yeah <laughs> i think it's exciting i'm getting very very excited for the also the alignment of jupiter and saturn as they both enter aquarius together for the viewers who want to look at this you're not going to have very many more days to look at this if you go outside when the sun is setting uh after just slightly after it's set so that the sky is dark enough and you look in that direction you'll see a very bright white star that bright white star is Jupiter, and it's getting closer and closer and closer to the smaller, maybe it's slightly yellow-colored star, which is Saturn. That's at about 11 o'clock, roughly at about 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock from Jupiter. And the amazing thing about this alignment is that it's getting so narrow, meaning that those two points of light are getting so close to each other that when Jupiter passes Saturn, which will be on December the 22nd, it will be the closest pass in the last 400 years. So they never actually get, come this close to each other, hardly ever. And it's an amazing thing. And so even though we're not going to see it 
completely happen because by the end of December, the sun will also be in Capricorn. So we might be able to see it, you know, but it will also be very close to the sun. So there'll be a lot of light around it. It won't be like right now, mm -hmm. it's still dark behind those two planets. So if you want to see Jupiter and Saturn, these nights have been extremely clear, very beautiful, and they are getting palpably much closer together. Right now, they don't really look like they're more than about one and a half inches away, and they're going to be less than one inch, but one eighth of an inch away. They're going to literally pass right next to each other. So that's exciting, and that's something to view. And I think that the Aquarian energy that's coming in we had talked about this, I think, last week when we did the show about Capricorn two weeks ago when we did a Capricorn show. Mm -hmm. That energy, you can really feel it. You can really mm -hmm. feel the, the shift, the, the, the populace, the population, the way in which people are excited and enthusiastic. You know, people all over the world are, I think, feeling more hopeful about our capacity to create change. I know for myself, right, these are humanitarian things. Climate change is a humanitarian issue. It's, you know, it affects all of us because it affects the way we're able to grow food. There's a lot of us. Collective consciousness, Aquarian consciousness dictates. We have to think about that. We can't just be thinking about ourselves and what you're going to be able to go to the grocery store and buy for yourself. You have to think about how are we going to feed 8 billion people and the way in which you're going to do that is by addressing climate change. And there's a Sagittarian truth for you is that we need to come together as a group in an Aquarian way to try and solve the problems of our time or the problems are going to solve them for us. Yeah. Don't yeah. want that. No, thank you. Would rather have it the <laughs> other way. You, you were talking and I was just thinking, I, I heard this interesting story on, um, I think it was NPR this morning, just brief about, um, how they've discovered that so silly cows, um, uh, they've realized that if they eat a certain type of kelp, a certain type of seaweed, then um, they release like 98% less methane gas. And all of that gas stays inside and, and, and that energy creates, you know, a, a more functioning body and also helps climate change. And I thought how, how interesting, you know, Uranus and Taurus, we have our cows and we have our, you know, out of the box way of sure. taking care of this it, problem. It, it, it would make less methane gas because you're not feeding them corn. <laughs> like yes, when, you talk, also when you're that. talking about, right, that's, that's the reason is that if they're eating what would basically be more of a vegetable diet, like kelp is a basically like a lettuce, but it's a protein based mm -hmm. lettuce, right? It's a, it's a plant. Whereas mm -hmm. corn is a grain, it's a seed, and mm -hmm. it's filled with carbohydrates, and those carbohydrates are what produce all of that methane. So, that yeah, that's, I think, very interesting that there are ways in which we can approach these different problems. We could create a huge economy based on um, working towards uh, national infrastructure, right, where we're Think of how many jobs would be created if the oil companies were to spend any amount of money on creating solar panels and wind, you know, like jobs could be created. 
And, mm-hmm, and certainly yeah, the, the green economy creates a lot of jobs and it's something that's coming, whether we like it or not. You know, it just depends on how long we want to keep our head in the sand and wait for it. You know, how many more floods, right. how much more famine, how many more hurricanes, um, you know, and yeah, it's pretty obvious that this was the busiest hurricane season that we ever had. Wow. And yeah. They had storms all the way named up to like Theta. Like they. Oh yes, once, I once, heard that. Once they once they end with the, the you know the Western alphabet and they get a Z named storm, then the storms are just Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, and we got all the way up to some crazy number, and now it just officially ends on December the first. So, God wow. knows we might end up with one more. It's been it was a busy season. So yeah, we. Pay attention to all of these things. It's interesting mm-hmm. how you and I are in that higher truth kind of vibe tonight. You know, like talking about mm-hmm. right. We're we're actually embodying this Mercury and Sag because it's a little bit of debate. It's a little mm-hmm. bit of debate. It's a little bit. I had a little bit of this this week in my practice. All all good. Nothing contentious. Um, just people looking for a higher level of um, communal conversation in an effort mm-hmm. to find the truth. Hope. I would send that out into the universe because we really need that. We really need communal conversation in an effort to find the truth. What are the things that we believe in? You know, do we believe in human rights? Do we believe yes. in human rights? Yes, well, because if we you do. believe in human rights, then you believe that black lives matter. Right. Because mm. the only mm-hmm. reason it's called black lives matter is because it seems like they don't. Right. That's the whole, that, right. Like the, it, it, of there wouldn't have to be to anything it's, called it Black Lives obvious. Matter if it wasn't yes. like that people treat socially that, that they don't. And that's why there's a call to say, hey, knock, knock, knock. Black Lives Matter, too. You know, mm-hmm. like we're mm-hmm. here. We matter. We're not we're, we're not um, be um, discounted in, in our humanity, human rights. And, 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 and people deserve that kind of consideration. And thankfully and gratefully, we're going to move closer towards that because the conversation is, is there now. It's really mm-hmm. there. And, and it, even with the enormous amount of, you know, racist rhetoric that came out of the right wing of our country, it didn't matter. The, the other side or the middle or whoever found that unappealing. It, it worked. That that worked for a long, long time. Uh, yeah, up until now, it wor- basically. It worked yeah. for Richard Nixon. It worked. It worked for Ronald Reagan. It worked. It worked. And it made people scared. And they voted for the other guy. And this mm-hmm. time, it finally didn't work. I mean, the Democratic Convention was a platform of Black Lives Matter. They, they mm-hmm. really like they used their airtime to show that this was a time for justice and racial equality and that we all needed to be at the table to discuss how to make this right. And that's Aquarian and that's Sagittarius. That's that movement of the Sagittarius energy now. I mean, it's not so much of a coincidence that um that both Jupiter and Saturn will go into Aquarius while the sun is still in, um, well, sorry, both, they'll both go into Aquarius, correct, while the sun is still in Sagittarius. That's it's a like the last day, right? Two days, yeah, two days. Only two days, yeah, that's a big deal, that's a huge deal. Those but then we have a lot of work to do. 
Everything's got to right. go back into Capricorn because we have a lot of work to do. Right, you of know? course. I glanced down, I glanced down temporarily really quickly at that, um, the chart of, of the new administration. And Venus is in Capricorn. And Oof. I figured there had to be some Capricorn energy there. Right. It's it, it pretty intense, you know. Well, it's we're very earthy. To it's a very earthy, very, very earthy chart. Really, really earthy. There will only be one planet in water. I'm happy about that. I mean, I personally feel. Only one feel planet in water. And normally, in, you know, yeah. And then, yeah, we'll talk about it in more detail again as we get closer. I'm just excited about it because it. Yeah. It, that chart's going to be a difficult one because Saturn and Uranus will already be square and mm-hmm. there's going to be, you know, tensions that exist because, again, like, people have been misled. They're still being misled. They're still being misled. And the truth is not, like, even the strongest lights of truth aren't breaking through certain barriers because, you know, when you want to have the blinders on, it sometimes takes a really bright, bright light to peel them off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Emily Dickinson said that you needed to tell the truth in a slanted way. Mm-hmm. She said, you know, she said, like, tell all the truth, but tell it slant. Um, success in circuit lies, like to be to go around the bend. She says at the end of that poem, like lightning to the children eased with explanation kind, the truth should dazzle gradually or every man be blind which meant if you tell oh. children that lightning is going to fry their butts, it scares them. And of so if course. children are like, what is lightning? What is that horrible big bang in the sky? You explain the truth to them in a kind way. Otherwise it overwhelms them, which is mm. one reason why it's easy to get people to say there is no coronavirus. Because if you're like, it's a plague, it's a killer thing. If you don't put on a mask, you could die. People sometimes react to that. Like I can't handle that. I can't handle that. So there, for blah 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 blah, I'm not going to pay it. It doesn't rate. exist. Yes. Oh my gosh. So interesting. I love that quote. That's so great, because I I feel like I mean that's one of the the things about Sagittarius. I I love my Sagittariuses, but sometimes they'll say things and it'll almost feel hurtful. But it's the truth. But it's 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 painful to hear. Not being ready is really. Um, important and and the most important thing really is to be open i think uh through all of this i mean keeping an open mind and being optimistic getting some perspective is just huge a huge lesson that we can follow positivity Mm -hmm. sagittarius Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah i think that um i mean we have hope a little bit. We do know that I think in the UK they passed by uh, or had a, um, you know, this, the, the vaccine is going to be coming into play very, very soon. So that gives us hope. I mean, we have a dark winter coming up, but we see the light a little bit. Clearly the light should be here with, with, with uh, Candlemas, you know, by February the 2nd, by Groundhog Day, Mm -hmm. there should be, there should be a strong, a really fairly strong light that comes mm-hmm. in as, as that's the time of the year when, you know, the pineal gland inside of us senses that the days are getting longer. 
just like at um, uh, around August the second, we sense that the days are getting shorter, and we're like, oh, wait a minute, it's dark already, and it was light until eight thirty, but now it's getting dark at seven thirty, and that mm -hmm. happens right around the first week of August, and the opposite when you know like if you go out right now you get you better get your walk in before whatever 4:45 because Four. by 5:30 yeah. by 5:30 it's dark really yeah. dark <clears throat> and so but on on February the 2nd you will be out there and you'll be like oh it's 5:30 and it's still light out and you'll it will click the the actual glands that's behind your forehead <laughs> that the Hindu people put a red dot there to remind each other that we have a another capacity to we have another capacity to sense life and to sense what's going on around us. It's not just what we see with our eyes. There's something else that we can perceive beyond just our visual eyes. That's something that we tune into right around February the second. I like time of the year it's one of my favorite times of the year mm, interesting. and we'll have a new administration it'll be only two weeks old i uh, so yes quite, quite and the baby. we'll be you know out of our it'll be a year too pretty much for yes. for the virus so that's yes. a big milestone and um Again, the possibility of a vaccine getting closer and closer, some government assistance, some, and some perspective on our lives. I mean, you, we started the show with, you know, we're all going into therapy. So I hope that there's been some golden nuggets of wisdom you've learned about yourself during this time. Right. Right. Um, that was a while ago. We jumped right mm -hmm. in. We, it, we did. And our first show was called We're All in Therapy Now. And mm -hmm. so the sort of the rekindling of the inside connection came from the coronavirus as well. So when we look back on what have been what have been the gifts, there there have been many, even though the cost has been so high um, in economic and you know human suffering. It's been hard. It's been hard to watch the struggles that people are going through and to know that they're going through them and to be there. 2020 has been crushing. 2020 mm. has been crushing, but you got to you got to be under a lot of pressure to make a diamond. Yes. Yes. And and you know, I mean what we've learned about ourselves now, we can't unlearn it. We know what it is. It's there's truth there and hopefully we can take that with us into the future. What have we discovered about ourselves and our lives that we maybe wouldn't have if coronavirus hadn't sent us to our rooms, hadn't put us a stop to our daily existence and instead made us focused inward. I mean, I feel like I've learned things that I I'm, maybe wouldn't have learned for another five, 10 years about myself, you know, having to run, I'm running all the time, you're, you know, your life, especially in America, I feel we're running, running, running. So the stop to that does produce yeah. some truth does produce yeah. some it's a very introspective time and we've had a lot of retrogrades because of it too right we had a venus retrograde we had a mars retrograde we mm -hmm. had three or four mercury retrogrades that have been very deep and and meaningful and yeah there's been an enormous opportunity it's very unusual to have overlapping retrogrades like that it doesn't always happen 
um, that we have so many planetary retrogrades mean that we're going to be reviewing different things that we've learned or different actions that we've put out there or different ways of loving or different ways of thinking and that we get a pause and a little um, introspection. It's similar to like low tide um, where, you know, everything's not coming in, it's going out and, and we, we can walk out a little further, go out maybe to where things are a little bit deeper and still be able to stand there and mm. look around at what, what's on the ground there, which is different than what you can find if you're there at high tide. So we've definitely been able to experience and explore that. I think, you know, I can't believe always that our time goes so quickly. So we only mm-hmm. have another little like minute here. I want to tell everybody that if you're interested in learning more about astrology, you can find out more. Christina and I run the Los Angeles Astrology School at LosAngelesAstrologySchool.com. So if you want to study astrology, you can definitely do that with us. And if you'd like to find out more about your own personal chart or have a personal reading, you can find us at sageofstars.com or Sage of Stars on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all of that and social media. And other than that, I hope everyone had a really amazing Thanksgiving. And now that we're in December, I hope you're planning for an amazing wrap-up for the year. Yes, everyone, just... um... I want to say keep being safe out there and, and and maybe do some journaling, write down what you really believe to be true for yourself. And um, we're looking into the future optimistically. So we will go in together. It's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Join hands and leap with optimism. I really like that. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll see exactly. you next week we have Emily Fark on as our guest, and we'll be talking about fitness, Sagittarius, and inner and outer wellness. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Good night.